love one another, forgive, judge not, fear not. It's all such great advice with beautiful outcomes, but none of those principles is a one-step process. So let's talk specifics, the messy step-by-step. Welcome to, but how though, in a bunch of other spiritual conundrums. All right, let's get to the comparison question, shall we? We're told all the time that comparisons rob us of peace and love and acceptance and joy. And to some degree, I think we all know that concept to be true. And most of us will say we either don't or we don't like to compare ourselves with others. But... Comparisons are something we're taught to make almost as soon as we're aware of choice. We got to make comparisons. It's literally a skill all humans need to be efficient and to progress and develop and even achieve happiness. Let's say you are in situation A and what you want is situation B. You got to compare A to B so that you can figure out what you got to do to go from situation A to situation B. You have to compare the two in order to know how to achieve it. However, when it comes to situations, everyone's situations are so personal. Clearly, we can't compare our situation to someone else's situation to come to a productive conclusion about our own growth, development, and happiness. A quick Google search of quotes on comparisons will reveal all the best of the wise humans that have come and gone and their thoughts on comparison. And they will all tell you, stop it. Comparison is the thief of joy. That's from Theodore Roosevelt. And a more contemporary one, stay in your lane. Comparison kills creativity and joy. Very similar theme from Brene Brown. Great. These are solid warnings. Don't compare yourself to others. It's going to kill your joy. But we got to make comparisons. And there seems to be a threshold where comparisons turn from productive to distracting, detrimental, even debilitating. So how do we use comparisons to help us progress, but avoid comparisons that will rob us or kill our joy? I came across one more little nugget online by a dude named Bob Goff. He's an author of very inspirational personal development books. And he said... We won't be distracted by comparison if we are captivated with purpose. It doesn't say we're not ever going to use comparisons because that's not very realistic. But they won't become a distraction if we're captivated by our own purpose. Case in point is the parable of the laborers, which is just about the worst parable in the entire Bible. (laughs) It's always been a source of great frustration to me. Because it's maddening. I don't know if all y'all feel the same. But in Matthew 20, I'll just go ahead and paraphrase it, okay? A guy has a vineyard. And he needed some people to work in the vineyard because it was harvest time. So he goes out early in the morning to a place where you go to hire laborers. He finds a bunch. And when he agrees with them on the price for the day, he sent them out to work. And after three hours, he's like, oh, we're going to need some more help. He saw some other people that didn't have work. So he said... Hey, why don't you go work also in the vineyard? I'll pay you for the day. So they're excited. They go work. And this process repeats in the sixth and the ninth hour. Finds people standing around. Asks them if they want to work. He says he'll pay him for the day. They agree on a price. 
they go to work. And the 11th hour, he went out and he found even more people standing there without anything to do. And he says, why are you standing here with nothing to do? And they said, we don't have a job today. Nobody's hired us. So he said, okay, why don't you go into my vineyard and I'll pay you for your work. Great. They go and do it. At the end of the day, he tells his steward to pay the people, starting from the last that got hired down to the first that got hired, and every single one of them got the same wage. They had agreed for one penny for the whole day, and every single person got it. Now, a penny for a day is not going to work in my mind, even for this parable. So let's just change it to like $200 for the day. (laughs) The people that worked all day got $200, and the people that worked one hour also got $200. So this is where my hackles start to raise a little bit. Because I'm thinking, the guys that came at the 11th hour, first of all, probably wasn't even that hot. They only worked for an hour and they got the same amount of money as the people that were working their butts off all day. Turns out people that worked all day kind of felt the same way. In verse 11, when they had received it, they murmured against the goodman of the house saying, these last have wrought but one hour and thou hast made them equal unto us, which have borne the burden and the heat of the day. That's the complaint. How could you treat them like they're equal when we did more work? (laughs) It's so hard for me. It goes to the very heart of what we do with our comparisons. We compare our value. And this is what the goodman of the house answered. And this is kind of hard to hear, by the way. Friend, I do thee no wrong. Didst thou not agree with me for a penny? Didn't I give you the $200 I promised you? Yes. Didn't you say it was okay at the beginning of the day? Yes, yes, I did. Verse 14. Take that thine is and go thy way. I will give unto this last, even as unto thee. Oh, <laughs> it's so hard. Good. You got exactly what we agreed upon. Take it and go. I'm giving everybody what I agreed to pay them. And then in verse 15. Is it not lawful for me to do what I will with mine own? Is thine eye evil because I am good? That verse was tough for me at first because, of course, yes, you can pay whatever you agreed to pay to anybody. It doesn't seem fair, though, but that last line, is thine eye evil because I am good? What do you mean? What does that mean? Am I evil because I wanted to be treated fairly? Because the problem with the parable seems like it's so unfair that if somebody works all day, they get the same amount of pay as somebody who worked for an hour. And I think we have to decide what true fairness means. Because sometimes in our little minds, we have this idea about equality. Equality is everybody gets the same, same treatment, same things, same, same, same. But equity or true fairness means everybody gets what they need. There's a little diagram on the internet of equality versus equity. And equality, it shows four people, a man, a woman, a child, and someone in a wheelchair. Equality would say that all of these people get the same bicycle. The man gets a bicycle, the woman gets the same bicycle, the child gets the same bicycle, the person in the wheelchair gets the same bicycle. Well, obviously that's not going to work, especially if the default is the man. We can talk about that another time. <laughs> but that bicycle is not going to fit 
all of those people. A man's bicycle doesn't usually fit all women very well or children very well and definitely not a person in a wheelchair. But equality would say they all get the same thing. Equity or true fairness says they each get a bicycle that fits their needs. So then it shows each person getting the bicycle that's suited to them, including the person in the wheelchair who gets a bicycle that they can operate with their hands. Now, it is very easy to say what kind of person we are when we look at that diagram. Obviously, we want everyone to have what they need for their personal situation. We're not going to deny a child a bicycle that fits them or a person in a wheelchair a bicycle that fits them. We're not. It's easy to say you're the kind of friend that wishes people well in their endeavors, that celebrates a success with another person. And it's very easy to say, I would never be happy if someone was suffering or if someone didn't get what they wanted. That's not the kind of friend I am. I'm not the type of friend that celebrates a failure or begrudges someone a success. Okay. That's what I said to myself. (laughs) all the time. And truly, I am not a jealous person until I get jealous. Because what if what is best for someone seems like more than what I've got, like in this parable? Truly, this guy was merciful. He saw that people needed work. And so he just kept hiring people and paying them. You know, someone that has sat in that space, waiting for a job all day, wishing that they could find some work. And then at the end of the day, someone says, hey, come over and work here and I'll pay you for the whole day. That's a huge blessing in that person's life. I don't want to begrudge someone that. However, if I'm comparing it to what I have been doing, all of a sudden I feel a little like, hey, why didn't I get more? I'm going to tell you a story. It doesn't paint me in the best light, but it was the day I realized I was not the friend I thought I was. A couple of years ago, my husband and I decided our life was wonderful, but we could be doing more. And we decided to take a huge leap of faith and ask Team Universe for a lot of things (laughs) all at once. We're just going to call this thing that husband and I decided to do the big ask. It involved us doing more with the talents and gifts that we came to this earth with. It entailed changes professionally, spiritually, and physically. And one of the changes we requested physically was a change of address. We loved our home. Our home was wonderful, safe, beautiful, great neighborhood. But it wasn't doing exactly what we wanted it to do. It didn't have the layout for the purposes that we wanted in our life. So we asked if we could have a different layout. Team Universe said Yes. We were on fire with this whole like asking Team Universe for things, getting miracles, knowing that they take care of us, putting in the work. It was the exciting beginning. We're going to talk about the anatomy of miracles in subsequent episodes, but the exciting beginning of a miracle is just that. It's so exciting. You are on fire. There is nothing you can't do because the work hasn't started and things haven't gotten messy yet. (laughs) But I had a list of things that I needed to do in order to sell this house. I also had a list of things that I wanted from the sale of the home. It didn't seem like an unrealistic list to me. I wanted a certain price. I had a certain price in my head, but we got a little nervous. We decided to list like 
$10,000 lower than the price that I really wanted for our house just to make sure that it sold fast. Because the other thing that I had in my mind was it was the summertime and my kids were home and I really didn't want to have to show the house for very long. We were in a pretty good market and I really only wanted to show the house for like a week. I needed it to sell fast. I wanted to be under contract in one week. (laughs) And I also needed to be able to rent back because everybody knows it's better to sell your house in the summer than in the fall or winter, but we really weren't going to be ready to move out of our house until the fall. So I needed to find somebody who was willing to purchase the house in the summer, but then let us rent back for a couple of months until we were actually ready to move. I thought I was making all the smartest real estate moves that I could possibly make. And I just knew Team Universe could come through and give me all three of those things on that list. And guess what? They did. We got everything we wanted, including the actual price that I wanted for my house, not even the list price. We showed that house for four days. We had multiple offers and we found a buyer who was willing to let us rent back. Every single box on that list was checked. And I reveled in our miracle. I couldn't even shut up about it. I told everybody. (laughs) I talked about it nonstop. Team Universe was so good, so organized. They can do anything. Well, I had a friend come to me a couple months later and tell me that she was looking to do her own home sale miracle. She was very excited. She had her reasons for selling her home and where they wanted to go and how things were falling into place. And would I please talk to her about our situation, how it went down and maybe come over and help her get her house ready to show. I was so excited and I was like super jazzed about her having her own home sale miracle after I had just witnessed one of my very own. So she comes over and shows me her plan. Her home is gorgeous. It's got a great layout. We, we all know it's going to sell very quickly. Then she tells me what she wants to list her house for. <laughs> well, She wanted to list her house for more than I listed my house for. My house was slightly bigger. The yard was much bigger. And I sold in the summer. And she was trying to sell in the fall or winter, which is always, as everyone knows, a slower time. I am not a dream killer, though. So I did not say a thing. And I thought, okay, I mean, she'll learn, right? But it itched that she thought she was going to get more money for her house. It didn't matter that she had actual comps with her to support the price that she was going to list her house at. (laughs) When, by the way, my home was one of her comps. (laughs) She didn't even realize it when she brought it. It was the low comp. My house was the low comp and my house was super nice. And by the way, I just got my home sale miracle using that gorgeous house. So do you really think you're going to get something better than what I got? I don't, I don't know. (laughs) Less than 10 days later, people, I get the text. I get the text with her listing, a bright red sold ribbon going across the listing that has the sold price, what her house actually sold for. And it is not $10,000 more than my house. It is $45,000 more than my home sold for. (laughs) Our houses are two blocks away from each other. Mine was bigger. Mine had a bigger yard and I sold in the summer. I was not just floored. I was upset. Clearly, the proper response to a text like that is congratulations. Clearly, it is a celebration 
gif at the very least i couldn't do it i could not send the obligatory congratulations text i was the friend that could not celebrate a win with another person because it somehow felt like it took something away from me and i had to sit for a minute in that space oh no i am the friend who feels sad when someone else got a win oh no So I go to Team Universe and I say, what gives? I do not understand these feelings. I don't want to have these feelings. I want to be the friend that can be happy for a friend anytime they are happy. Why though did she get this miracle? $45,000 more than us. Was her miracle better than ours? Because it's more than ours. Do you value her more because she got more? And I got some very sweet responses. That sounded a lot like those scriptures in Matthew 20. Friend, I do thee no wrong. Didst thou not agree with me for a penny? Hey, Rach, I didn't do anything wrong to you. Didn't you get everything you wanted? It was your list, after all, that we were checking boxes from. (laughs) Didn't we check off everything? Yeah, yeah, but she got more. Take your miracle and let her take hers. I gave her what she needed, just the same as I gave you what you needed. And then the verse 15. Is it not lawful for me to do what I will with mine own? She is my child. She had needs just like you did. Can't I take care of her needs the same way that I take care of your needs? And in my mind, I'm like, but it's not the same. It's not the same. $45,000 difference, okay? (laughs) But I'm thinking about those bicycles. What if one of those bicycles does cost more? Because it has to be custom made for that person. What if? Does that mean they shouldn't have it? Or does that mean I should get a bicycle that costs more? No. And here's the other section that was really, really hard for me to understand at first until I had this conversation with them. Is thine eye evil because I am good? Are you really going to be jealous because I am generous? I can envision a single raised eyebrow on an extremely loving face saying, Girl, this is not about the money. You just made her miracle about you. But it wasn't about you. It was about her and what she needed. Team Universe is there to help everyone who comes to them to get what they need and get what they want, to grow and develop, to be successful. So she got more money. Do you need more money? Because if you need more money, let's find ways to get you more money. It's $45,000. Do you need another $45,000? Then I had to hang my head because I did get caught being ridiculously immature. I got what I wanted, the exact amount. It was not about the money. And no, I didn't need another $45,000. I mean, I wouldn't have said no to another $45,000 because who couldn't use it? But that was not what I went to them with. That was not on my list. I got exactly what we agreed upon. And I didn't need to have any bad feelings about my huge miracle just because someone else got a huge miracle. That was different. But I will say that less than a month later, My family ended up having a financial need that I'm not joking or lying or exaggerating. It was exactly (laughs) $45,000. I feel like 
<laughs> Team Universe was coming back to teach me a lesson. <laughs> I was like, listen, if you need $45,000 and now you're going to have to understand I take care of all the needs. It's not one miracle per life. Okay. So bringing it back to that quote, that Bob Goff, we won't be distracted by comparison if we are captivated with purpose. My purpose in asking for the home sale miracle was because I needed a space for my family and we were going to have steps along the way and needs along the way. And team universe was all in. They were committed to making that happen and walking with us every single step of the way. My purpose is to grow, to learn, to contribute. It's not to prove myself. It's not to perform. It's not to win. Sure. We can take where we are now and compare it to where we were or where we eventually want to be. That's a healthy comparison. But the second we take that comparison out of the house to compare it with anyone else's past, present, or future, then it becomes a distraction from our growth, from our development, even a distraction from our present happiness. And when we can take the comparisons and understand that Team Universe works with us on such a personal level that there is absolutely no room for taking someone else's personal situation personal. It's just them working with us individually. That's all I got for this week. Please join me again next week. And if you've got a story where you learn how to apply a spiritual principle to your messy everyday life, please hit me up on Facebook, Instagram, a comment on any of the podcast platforms. I would love to hear from you. The more messes I encounter in my daily life, the more I am convinced that one of Team Universe's favorite questions to answer is, but how though? <laughs>